Welcome to the Shaman Jessica podcast, where I share all about my work as a shaman. These episodes are purely based on my personal experience and opinions, and never a substitute for any medical advice. Let's begin our journey. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my world of... Hello, everyone. I just decided to do a spontaneous podcast because of a question that I received from one of my Instagram followers, Lana, and she asked me, how do you deal with narcissists when they are family? I'm sick of running away, so I need to face them head on. Okay, good question. Narcissists are quite an intriguing phenomenon, And I have experience with them myself, especially through my work, because I've seen so many clients who are dealing with narcissistic family members, have suffered greatly from growing up with narcissistic family members. And it's overall very confusing. So I thought it might be helpful to give an energetic perspective on what's going on there inside of the narcissist, inside of the uh, quote-unquote normal family member and in the dynamic and as it happens I ate a big chunk of durian which is that smelly Asian fruit which which I think just smells actually pretty good tastes amazing and I pretty much have a sugar rush so I'm going to use my extra energy for this podcast and hope that it's helpful to you at all well Okay, what happens to narcissists? Why are they narcissistic in the first place? Well, what I've seen is energetically this comes from a person being conditioned from a young age into valuing the external rather than the internal. So what often causes narcissism is that usually an authority figure, a parent, doesn't validate this person's emotions and feelings but rather just praises them and validates them on their external achievements which creates a you know martyr perpetrator dynamic where the narcissist is actually a victim or a martyr to let's just say the parent and their whole life's mission will be to avoid this deep sense of emptiness And them not basically being able to be allowed to exist and to have feelings and to avoid that humiliation by excelling and basically being the best person in the world, which of course they're not. So this is quite confusing because this causes narcissists just as a symptom to be usually the most charming person in the room, charismatic, the most successful Uh, achieved, smart, athletic, good-looking, because they care about this so much. It's literally energetically a matter of life or death to them to be um, validated externally. This also means that they are not really able to handle the internal, their own feelings and emotions very well, because that is vulnerability. They equate it with death which means that you cannot take your vulnerability and your emotions to them because they don't respond to quote-unquote weakness. They cannot deal with it. They don't know how to work with it. So that is why when you do try to open up and connect 
to this person because that is how usually we do connect. It's by putting ourselves in that open, vulnerable space and kind of reaching out or letting another person come in. This usually doesn't go well with a narcissist. And for that matter, it's also not the best idea to go to them to celebrate things. So with good news, because they will immediately make it some way about themselves or project or it will trigger them in some way where it will not just be about your win or celebration and kind of suck the life and the joy right out of it. So call a friend or family member who can actually share um, that joy with you in that moment instead of of kill it immediately. And uh, the reason that is the case is if you look at a person as an energetic circuit, you want to be a closed circuit connected to source. But when a person is compromised, you know, narcissists um, cannot easily get their energy from this source connection. They get it from the outside world, which makes for a very volatile, fragile existence because it means that the narcissist is continually dependent on again validation from the outside world and when they don't get it it's like dying so just have compassion first of all for the reason that the narcissist is a narcissist in the first place it comes from severe soul fragmentation usually invalidation and even humiliation it's a learned condition it's basically having the diagnosis of being an asshole and acknowledging that just not fitting into their worldview so a narcissist will never be able to acknowledge that they are a narcissist because of course that doesn't fit into their model of perfection that perception of perfection that they need to have of themselves So this is also why it's really important to understand that if you have a family member that is a narcissist that you're struggling with, they will probably never change. It's really um, a waste of your own energy to get your hopes up and expect them to, to change. And saying this, I am a big believer in second, third, thousandth, chances really and I think that people really can change and you'd be surprised but just for your own protection assume that they won't so if you're asking yourself how to best deal with a narcissist keep it short and sweet and put up the firmest boundaries having a narcissist in the family is actually a really great mirror and an invitation for you to restore your own sovereignty your own source connection because when you are say a sibling or a child of a narcissist you are in a martyrdom relationship with them as well because you are basically an insatiable source of validation for them it's like you are a never-ending pit of energy that they will go to for their validation, which means that somehow you're always apologizing for something. You can never quite get it right. Um, you use the wrong word and 
it causes a huge blowout. Um, it's really, this cycle is never going to end. So if you find yourself asking yourself, okay, how come I can never do it right? Uh, maybe this time I'll get it right and I will please them and they will love me back and they will accept me. That is really what is so painful to see that that is never going to happen because it is the never-endingness of this dynamic that is intrinsic to it. If it were finite, if your validation and your input and energy were to be finite, they wouldn't be a narcissist. So that is a really important insight to create for yourself. So having a narcissist in the family is actually a beautiful gift because it shows you that where they were conditioned into being a narcissist and uh, so overly in service of creating this perfect picture, you have been conditioned into being a people pleaser and an enabler. So this is actually a really beautiful gift. And it takes a lot of courage to stand up to a narcissist, but you can also do it in, in a more passive, subtle way where you just start to retract your validation and you start to, you know, step by step, walk back, take steps back out of that cycle. So for your interactions with them, I would say keep it short and sweet so that it stays somewhat superficial. And if there is some mourning and grief that comes up because... It has probably been your lifelong quest to want to create this deepening relationship with this person and now just bringing it to a superficial level to avoid you getting hurt. Um, that's actually, I think, going to help tremendously because then you can still have a relationship, which is challenging in itself, but step out of that cycle of validation by keeping it um, a little bit more superficial and maybe shorter interactions. Well, having said that, I think the cause of the most pain is in putting yourself in a vulnerable position with a narcissist because they cannot deal with weakness, right? With vulnerability because they have had that equated with death pretty much uh, and denial of their own existence. So don't come to them with any vulnerability. So what's kind of tricky is in this dynamic, you might have found yourself in a place where you need to validate them and you are looking uh, to be good enough for them. So you might have found yourself even wanting to start a business with them or uh, working with them in some capacity because... They need you, you need to perform for them. It's really this um, kind of messed up, toxic, perverted um, cycle of relationship dynamic of uh, perverse validation in a way. It's hard to put into words. But you need to step out of that. And when you work on your own sovereignty, you can have more interdependent relationships. And that means that you... Um, can step out of that bubble of the narcissist and start completing your own energetic circuit. And how they hopefully maybe achieve that 
is completely up to them. So it is also not your responsibility or your place to try and be the savior. And helping them see or understand this dynamic is probably not going to go over really well because it just doesn't fit into their worldview. So see it as them basically having this black hole on the inside, which is really a painful existence. So really lead with compassion. And of course you have anger, you have frustration, you have built up resentment, you have not felt heard or seen by this person. But overall, just always remember that hurt people hurt people. Narcissism is learned. People are not born this way. And there's just a deep well, a black hole of, of pain and emptiness going on on the inside. So even though it seems like, Lana, the way you put it so beautifully and poetically, they think that the sun shines out of their ass, they also feel this constant emptiness. So really try and be compassionate for the fact that you're dealing with someone who is dealing themselves with very severe uh, soul fragmentation. And just start to transform your relationship, your dynamic, into one where you are just in contact, just for the sake of being in contact, and you can have small talk and just start with that. But don't be in any type of relationship um, outside of that like work or being on a board together or a club or anything like that. Because, you know, being in this dynamic um, with a narcissist is often feels like a sort of secret, painful relationship that you have because the thing is that with their sort of perfect worldview that they create, often their friends and their colleagues will have no idea and just think that this is, you know, a highly effective, charming, charismatic a perfect person and the people that will really see this personality trait let's call it that and really suffer from it are usually just the really close uh, family members or husband wife so that is really painful to feel that split going on so make sure that you are not um, dealing with them in any sort of common goal um, that is involving other people as well it can be helpful to have a conversation about this with other family members that are involved because some of them will probably be enablers. Mm, but the most important thing overall is to see this as a learning experience, really an invitation for your growth because that is ultimately what family relationships are, even if they seem too painful and really messed up. It is all going to lead you to your own sovereignty and you do that first by establishing your own boundaries and you can really really inspire other people by being the most sovereign that you can be and I think that that is way more effective than trying to actively get someone to change because especially with a narcissist uh, it'll just lead to more disappointment and you've probably felt like you just couldn't get it right with them you're always apologizing for everything um, you're always in debt to them 
it's um, time for you to get your sovereignty back. Well, what if you're a narcissist and you're listening? You probably won't recognize yourself in this description. But if you feel like you have been maybe accused of this kind of behavior. And what narcissists often do is gaslighting. So that means that they will maybe say something very judgmental and harsh. And you will say something about that. And they will just straight up say, no, I never said that. That is gaslighting. And if you have caught yourself gaslighting others, um, this is really something to look at and to delve a little bit deeper in, you know? So in conclusion, really know that even if it seems very hopeless and painful, it is really a key to growth and spiritual development and ascension and you really do choose your family members before you are born so see what the value is here and how you can grow and how this can actually benefit your own sovereignty well if you feel like you are maybe the only person in the world dealing with this you are definitely not i will read you two messages that i just got after i posted something about uh, talking about this topic on my stories one woman says she writes i have a hard time sticking up for myself because when i do i get told i'm fucked up i have a quote-unquote meeting about a bunch of emails i've already addressed tomorrow and one of the girls in the meeting is a narcissist and your sister is one herself and thinks she she thinks the absolute sun <laughs> shines out of her ass she says anywho i'm sorry for messaging don't be this is a really great prompt for me to talk more about this she says the whole thing about don't bring your vulnerability to them makes complete sense she says she's going to meditate in the morning come back to her power and go to that meeting tomorrow i asked her why are you even meeting with them she says i contract to my sister and the workers who i've had a falling out with they've had pages of issues with me uh, and i'm at the point where i feel like my sister is running my business i started to stop working for her because she can't find a staff member that knows what they are doing. That's honestly how I feel. I told her face-to-face, -face, I don't understand why I'm meeting. I've addressed this, uh, just going around in circles, et cetera, et cetera, more details. In my office, she told me I was fucked in the head in front of a staff member and walked out of my office, etc. Very, very painful stuff, you guys. Then another person says, Unfortunately, this is my sister's mom and her sister and their mom. So, like I said, this is conditioning. This is learned behavior. This is something that gets passed on, okay? She says, and their mom, my grandmother, who I have no doubt will come up in my journey with you in relativity. Me and my two sisters have all gone through cutting our mother out throughout the years, and I have had to cut my sisters and aunt off for some time as well. Only recently have reconnected with a second sister and still estranged from my aunt. Hope that is not all too confusing, but it's generational, for sure. It all hit the fan with my sisters and aunt during my pregnancy, and I decided the buck stops with me and my daughter was not the buck stops with me and my daughter was not going to be exposed to it. Uh, 
I now have very strict yet different boundaries with all of them. Aunt is not allowed back in, and I doubt it will ever be the same. Anyhow, I have a lot of experience in this topic. Bunch of smiley faces. So that is so inspiring to see in just a message that it is generational. It's learned the pain and the havoc, the fallout that this causes and how a person can decide that just brings me chills that this stops um, with their own children. They do not want this energy to, to be passed on any longer and they start to take their power back and their sovereignty and you can do that too. So I hope that this has been helpful and I will be back soon.